Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Jason Mackey going to join us, our preeminent Pirates insider, at least for now. He got promoted. He's a columnist at the Post-Gazette. He'll join us at 8 o'clock on the Fan Hotline, presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh-trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Penguins get a must-needed win last night. They win 4-1, to one, a couple of goals for Chris Letang on Chris Letang bobblehead night. Maybe they should make it Evgeny Malkin bobblehead night every night. Maybe get some more production out of him. We'll get to the game and what it might mean a little bit later on in the show. But the Penguins did swing a deal. And on its surface, you go, all right, it's a totally nothing move. Just it's a nothing move. It's bit player for bit player and a draft pick going the other way. But the more you dig into it, the less and less I think you like about it. So the Penguins trade Alex Nylander and a sixth-round pick for Emil Bemstrom. Bemstrom has five goals in 32 games this year. It's depth piece for depth piece. A Blue Jackets reporter on Twitter said he can really shoot the puck. He's a low-key, decent defender. He's inconsistent, but a big reason for this was the way the Jackets deployed him, put him with skilled players. There's potential. Okay, great. The the Penguins, excuse me, they they brought a guy in that they think has potential. And, hey, not for nothing, he's a year younger than, younger than Alex Nylander, and they clearly didn't believe in Nylander. All right, fine. Change the scenery for both guys. Where this gets weird for me and for seemingly everybody is that the sixth-round pick that the Penguins give up for this dude is a conditional sixth-round pick. And so this Emil Bemstrom guy, if he scores five more goals the rest of the year, and he has six in 32 games, so that's doable. He scores five more goals the rest of the year, that sixth-round pick turns into a third-round pick. After one day ago, Kyle Dubas said we're not giving up picks. Yeah, right. A sixth-round pick's not something I worry about. A third-round pick at one point for the Penguins turned into Jake Gensel. What the hell are we doing here? Well, here's the thing that that the good thing, the good news for that is they can control. Yes. So they could, hey, he gets to four goals, then they can slow slow play him. But but at that point, you you could be in the in the heat of like absolutely needing every point. So it's a catch twenty two. Yeah. Are you, are you are you this guy? If he's playing well and he's scoring goals for you, are you really going to take him out of the right. lineup? Right. You know, what are you going to – I mean – Here's the other thing, Paul. It's not even just if he's at four goals, you yank him. It, like, even if you're out of it, you yank him. What if my man gets two goals, he goes cold for a week or two, but you like his defensive stuff and he's in the lineup, and one night you get a little puck luck, my man gets a hat trick. Or what if he's got <laughs> three goals and my man gets two goals in a game? Or, or I, I'll tell you, hey, Sully, don't put his ass out there in an empty net situation. <laughs> like, you got to be real careful You're here. You're doing too much for a pick like that. Like, it, it's just too many logistics going around um, a player like that whenever you have parameters like that. Like, I mean, while you're in the thick of things and knowing that you need to win, I mean, it depends on what their outlook is, you know, for the rest of the season. I mean, I, it's hard for me to believe that they don't want to be in it, right? Yeah, right. I mean, well, so right like, now for sure, yeah. But this just this is just added nonsense to well, what they what 
that they've already put out on the ice is nonsense. Agreed. And so if you look at it this way, the deal makes zero sense. Take Nylander out of it. Take the conditional aspect out of it. Is a guy who scored five goals in 32 games worth a third-round pick? Not in a million years. I don't care if he can shoot the puck and you think he fits the system and you feel like you can squeeze a lot out of that towel, get as much liquid out of this Emil Bermstrom guy as you possibly can. For a guy that scored five goals in 32 games, he ain't worth a third-round pick. Is a guy that scores 12 goals in a season, is that worth a third-round pick? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, the, the, the th- Andy Lander then, right? The th- yeah, the third-round pick is – that, that would be a bridge too far. Yes. What do they got? 28 games, 27 games left, I think, maybe 27, something like that. Yeah. So, you know, his, his, what was it, six and 32 games? I mean, it is absolutely doable. By the same token, if they have the ability to sort of play games with his minutes and all that stuff, then why are you doing the deal? Right. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Like, what is the point of the deal? The deal, the, the goal should be, hey, he's going to get that five goals because that means we're he's going to help us win. Mm-hmm. But in your scenario, what if it's like a game they win seven to two and he just happens to be the guy that has two, you know, three, you know, three gets the hat trick and then he doesn't do anything for, and then he has another game where he has, he gets a goal and let's say he gets an empty netter. I once watched Nils Ekman. I was in. PPG, uh, excuse me, I was at the Igloo, and Nils Ekman had a hat trick, a natural hat trick in three minutes and 28 seconds or something like that. Hmm. Nils freaking Ekman. If Nils freaking Ekman can accidentally fall backwards into a hat trick in three minutes and 28 seconds, then this guy could accidentally fall into a hat trick in 15 minutes of ice time. So you can be as careful with him as you want. You could also get bit by him having the game of his life. I just can't and it's not worth the risk. Just it's just not believe. worth the risk. Yeah, like, I mean... To have to be careful with the player is just insane. To me. Unless they just—I don't even—I don't know if it's a two-way deal or what that he for his contract. Like, are they just gonna stash him in Wilkes-Barre <laughs> for the year? I don't know. But I thought Rob Rossi had a really good tweet on this from the Athletic. Of course, look if people are okay with the Penguins devoid of assets, potentially losing a future mid-round pick for a 24-year-old who has a decent shot but rarely uses it and hasn't established himself as an NHL regular, that's cool. We can agree to disagree. <laughs> like, I don't know, and he would be better equipped to answer this than I, I don't know that there are many people who agree with the move. You know, but he would see that more because people would be reacting to his tweets about hockey. Well, I think most people, one of the biggest things is most people don't realize, most, anybody that's for it probably doesn't realize that it could turn into a third-round right. pick. They probably, you know how it is when the trades, they don't see the word conditional. Right. Quite often. Oh, it's a conditional third round or it's a conditional fifth round. Or, but what does that mean? Well, and now it goes far beyond, in my opinion, just this bizarre move. It does plant a little seed in my head. If Kyle Dubas thinks this is a good idea and he's going to be here for the next seven years, 
are we going to see stuff like this a lot? Like, it does worry me. The Carlson move, just to get everyone off the books, was, and it was a smart move. It hasn't worked out. This, this is just, it's bad asset management. 412-928-9370. That's the phone number. You can hit us up on Twitter about this. Brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. You can text us as well. 412-928-9370. The text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Uh, one more thing here on the Penguins that I really started kicking around last night, guys. <coughs> like It seems like a fait accompli that Jake Gensel is going to get moved. Now, people love Crosby and Malkin and Latang, and their jerseys are going to be in the rafters one day, and you go to PPG Paints Arena or you walk around town, you're going to see a lot of people wearing those jerseys. Now, Jake Gensel's probably the next one. So, over the course of the Crosby era, you've got those three. I think you've got Flurry, You've got Murray because he won you two cups. You've got Kessel because of the cult hero status. Jake Gensel's in that next tier. They're about to, and I haven't even really thought about it like this. I've thought about it more pragmatically. They're about to trade off one of the best pieces of this Crosby, Malkin, Latang, quote-unquote dynasty. Like, I wonder, does, does that resonate with people? Does that land on people? And where does he kind of fit on that list for you? I mean, I would have, like, Kunitz before him. Great call. Great call. Total yeah. oversight by me. Total like, oversight by me because they don't win the Cup in 09 without him. And he scores two goals in Game Seven against Ottawa, including the overtime. Jordan winner. Stalls before him. See, I don't. I would put both of those guys very similarly because in seventeen, Jake Gensel was a maniac goal scoring wise in those playoffs. They don't win without him. Right. You don't win in 09 without Stall, but Stall won one. Gensel won one. People think he won the, the in twenty sixteen. Gensel was not a part of that team. I'd put those guys. Yeah, same category. Yeah, I mean, th- th- that's the thing. So many of these guys, though, are have really benefited from playing with Crosby or, and playing with Malkin and playing with so. I mean, I'm not saying that Gensel's not a great player. I, I think he will be, but I'd be very interested to see what his production is like if he gets traded to a team. I agree with that. That doesn't have a Sidney Crosby or a Malkin. Or that whatever. was the whole Kunitz argument, remember, with the Olympics. Yes. Was should Kunitz make the Olympic team or is he just simply a product of Sidney Crosby? And I think Jake Gensel can still be a 25-30 goal scorer in the league without Crosby. I do wonder how his body's going to hold up. I'm not saying this isn't a move that they should do. I mean, they they, they should do that. However, however, you are trading away one of your next tier, probably most beloved players of this era. Is is Flurry? I'm trying to think. Is Flurry the three stars? Are those the only four guys that have all three rings? Kunitz. He, he and Kunitz. Yeah, and Kunitz. So that's five guys that have all three rings. Yeah, Kunitz is a really good shout by you, Doran. Yeah, Kunitz has to be. Kunitz has to be a, above Gensel. You're right about that, because they brought him and Garen in in that deadline, mm-hmm. and then that propelled them to the first cup. But Kunitz was along for both, and his impacts. I was just looking at him last night, which I can't believe now I forgot to mention him. He had, I think, two goals in that 2017 playoff run. Both of them in Game 7 against Ottawa. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't play for the Cup if that guy doesn't do that. So, yeah, Kunitz is there. Where do you, where do you think Gensel ranks among those second-tier players? 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 